Hey, paisanos! My name is Jeff. What kind of nonsense is this? Guess what? It's showtime. Who's responsible for this? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. I ought to beat your brains and I think I will. What's good, baby? Welcome to the show. It's me, Zach. Today I don't have Charles, my co-host, but uh, that's alright. I've got a special guest lined up for us today. Welcome to episode 14. This is a special episode where we're going to be talking to RJ uh, from Critical Blast. And uh, we're going to kind of get to know him, get to know about Critical Blast and what this means for both obscured cartoons and obscured gaming, as well with the uh, collaboration of Critical Blast. RJ, how you doing today? I am doing well, man. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain. I just got done doing a, uh, a live stream, and uh, that was a pretty good turnout. Excellent. Yeah, live streaming is a, it's a challenge because there's no editing. <laughs> you, you, whatever yeah. you say is out there forever. Exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's definitely a challenge. I, I was sitting there as I was going through. I was like, man, this is so different. Like With a recording, I can plan out a script and you know do fast cuts and edit but not this way i gotta try to be entertaining or at least you know not boring throughout most of this and uh that was a bit of a challenge but I, it, it I turned know, out really well i know some people who uh, run it sort of like a like like a dj does at a radio station uh, they've got their soundboard there they've got the quick quick edit buttons like function keys so they'll say something then they'll hit a button and it'll be like a sound effect or a quote from somebody else yeah, I'd like to get that set up. I've I've seen some streamers use soundboards, and I'd like to get something like that set up eventually. I just I haven't done too many live streams. That was kind of my first stream in quite a while. We we do a live stream every night, sometimes two on a weekend, um, and then you know sometimes we get crazy. Like I did a couple of months back on a Saturday, we did podcast palooza and i ran for 12 hours straight with 12 one-hour shows back to back oh my gosh yeah that was fun i had 12 different interviews going so dang well i guess before we continue why don't you go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself about critical blast where they can find it and everything and then we'll just kind of take it from there well, I am R.J. Carter. I'm the Senior Managing Editor at CriticalBlast.com, where pop culture gets blasted. Uh, I'm also the author on the Destroyer series at the moment, the Remo Williams adventures that have been going on since 1971. So that would include books number 151, uh, Forward with Bully Pulpit, Continental Divide, and Monumental Terror. Uh, so still going strong with that one. Just trying to get a few more manuscripts out to the publisher. Uh, we run CriticalBlast.com as a pop culture news, reviews, opinion piece, and we try to cover everything that has to do with anything that has to do with entertainment, uh, whether it's movies, books, music, gaming, uh, if anybody's ears need to perk up at that, um, <laughs> celebrity news, um, comics, a lot of comics, and that's what we do most of our live streams with every night on the Critical Blast YouTube channel. We, we interview a lot of comic book crowdfunders, so we devote an hour every night to a different crowdfunder. Sometimes we have uh, brand new people, sometimes we have people who are old hats at this, so, you know, we had Mike Barron on just a few nights ago talking about one of his projects. Tonight we're going to have the bi-weekly LCS Guys show, uh, and our special guest there is going to be Howard Chaikin, 
uh, who's you know famous for American Flag and a few other things that he's done. Uh, and then every once in a while we deviate. Like once every two months, I will have uh, a film producer uh, and cast and crew on to talk about some new independent movie, or we'll talk with some paranormal folk about UFO sightings and tracking that information. Uh, that was a really hot topic back in June when we were expecting the entire Congress to say, yep, they exist, and, you know, here's where they come from, and here's what their names are, and, <laughs> and, and they've got a house rented down on Main Street and you know, this town and this state. <laughs> that quite didn't ha- that didn't quite pull out, but it's fun, and that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. I remember um, uh, checking out the site. When I first checked out the site, I was like, man, there is so much that is being covered on this site, like a lot. And uh, I showed it to my recent collaborators now, uh, and um, they looked at it and they're like, "Man, I feel like I'm a small fry compared to Critical Blast. Like, are you sure they're gonna be okay with us?" I was like, "Yeah, uh, trust yeah. me. <laughs> trust me. If you got something to throw into the into the pot, they're they're gonna be happy to to accept it." We're not a big a big fish. We are a we are a a school of really small fish that are fish shaped. Um, so yeah, there, there's nothing big about us. It's a bunch of you know little guys doing doing their thing, oh. just enjoying it. Yeah, and and the, the staff comes and goes. I mean, COVID hit us real hard. Um, it was just one of those things where you know people's daytime jobs sort of went away. Uh, and you know when your daytime job goes away, you're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the hobby side of things. You're going to right. Um, so you know we we took a hit with that. We're coming back now. You know our movie reviewers are back in business. Um, some of our uh, book writers are coming back around. And yeah, when I say book writers, uh, one of the many things that falls under the Critical Blast umbrella, uh, obviously we, we do have the website, which is news and reviews. Uh, we do have the YouTube channel, which is uh, interviews and live streams. But we are also a book publisher. Uh, we have Critical Blast Publishing is an imprint that falls under that umbrella design. So we have three books out under that. Uh, we have Gods and Services, which came out three years ago, uh, which was an anthology of uh, fantasy tales, all involving the little pop-up shop that comes out of nowhere, and the proprietor, you know, he sells you things, and they these things come with a god, uh, an old god who's out of service. Uh, and we, we watch the impact on people's lives. Uh, the second anthology we did just last year, which was The Devil You Know, uh, 20 stories on that one. We had a huge turnout uh, and had to trim it down to just just 20 stories uh, about people's encounters with the devil. And they, you know, it runs the gamut from horror to comedy to science fiction to old world fantasy. Uh, just a whole whole run of different flavors of stories there, and people are really enjoying that one. We're getting good reviews, uh, and we've also done a full length novel. Stephen Mitchell is the author of Bulletproof, which is the story of a 16-year-old boy who wakes up one day to find out that he is Bulletproof, hence the name. Uh, And since he lives in a world where superheroes are a real thing, he decides to become one. The problem is that uh, young Cody has the attention span of a ferret on pixie sticks, so he needs his friends to help him stay focused. He's got real ADD issues, uh, and, you know, Aside from being bulletproof, he's not unkillable uh, if he's not paying attention. You know, he can he can drown or you know he can suffocate, uh, that kind of stuff. So, and and you know, there's a group of terrorists that are after him because they want the formula that made him bulletproof, something his father 
uh, injected into him at a very young age when he was just a baby that, you know, waited dormant in his genes until he was 16 and then took effect. Man. And we're waiting bulletproof book to launch real soon here, so there's it's a trilogy. I need to check that. I, I remember hearing about Bulletproof, and I was going to check that out. I just never got around to it. It's available in hardcover, softcover, and ebook. So you have you have oh. your options there. I need to I need to get back into comics. I haven't. I've been just working on covers for some. I've got like four stories in mind that I want to do. I just can't decide which one to start first. Yeah, well, these weren't even comics. We haven't done a graphic novel yet. That would be a challenge that uh, I would love to take up because we would crowdfund it and then we would publish it ourselves. Well, I mean, if 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 I finish a comic, I'll send it your way. See what you think. I, I've got one comic right now that I'm working on. It's a revamp of a uh, an old story that I made back in. I can't remember. The, I, I submitted it to a publisher called uh, Slave Labor Graphics. I remember Slave Labor. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they didn't they didn't take it, but I mean they were nice with their criticism. They said, uh, you know, it, it's you put a lot of detail and work into it, but you know it's not really what we're looking for at the time, and it's just we feel like you're still kind of inspired by other writers, which I was, and um, so I took the concept of the character and completely changed it around and. I was like, you know what? What if I give him a whole new universe? Like a whole new story, not the same story, just change his universe around in his character and see what he's like. And I'm really, I've been really fixated and interested with this new universe story that I'm working on. You can never uh, over edit your first book, but once it's out there, leave it alone. <laughs> don't, 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 don't have multiple versions of issue one and never get issue two out there. You know what I mean? I've seen people yeah. do that. This one is uh, it, it is self-published on Lulu.com, but I've took it down just because it's one of those books that's like I'm not exactly proud of. Uh, just kind of like I, after after I left Game Jab, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna completely rebrand myself and start over and like redo, you know, take some familiar concepts but kind of revamp it. And that's kind of where I'm at now. It's just rebranding and. Uh, taking like old characters that I made back in the day when I was a kid and giving them an, a much more modern update story of what they would... Because every comic book character I've ever created, they live in my head forever. Their stories go on. And so it's it's like, what would they be like today if I wrote a story about them? What would their stories be? Yeah, and with, with crowdfunding now being as prevalent as it is, um, it, it's just a, the game's changed. It's a whole new paradigm out there. And everybody gets in on it. Uh, if you've got something that works, you'll sell it. If you have something that doesn't work, <laughs> the audience will tell you. Um, yeah. but, but there's no editor that's ever going to come out, or no publisher, rather, that's going to say, yeah, this isn't for us, come back. And if you, you know, they're not going to gatekeep you out of the industry um, or tell you that there are no opportunities or no openings. You're your own publisher. You can do what you want. Right. Oh, I just noticed that Billy is uh, here listening. He's actually one of my uh, collaborators. I'm going to see if he wants to hop in and chat with you. Chat with him, Billy. Let me invite Billy here, see if he hops in. Billy's got his own YouTube channel called The Wired Rabbit. Uh, if anybody out there is listening, go check out this channel. He does a lot of really great content. We've or His last three videos had me in it. And I'm actually uh, editing another one of his videos now. Uh, but hey, Billy, how's it going, buddy? Hey, 
How you been? Oh, I've been good. I just got done doing a live stream, and it was a pretty good turnout. Yeah, uh, back here is mentioning uh, kind of who I am. I do YouTube stuff, and I've been working with Zach a little bit uh, more frequently these days. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, we were just talking about you know our YouTube channel and our website and book publishing, um, and getting ready to move on to the next thing that we do too, because. And we talked about all these crowdfunders that we work with um, who do who do the comics. And, you know, one, one of the one of the many things that I've got that makes me absolutely no money, Zach and Billy, is um, I spend other people's money really well. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be on these crowdfunds and, you know, I'll see a piece of artwork. And I'll say that that artwork right there, you should you should you should cut around that, turn it into a die cut sticker and make that your next uh, stretch goal. Or, you know, hey, this 3D picture you got here, you've already got it 3D, why don't you just uh, give it to somebody with a printer and sell action figures, um, and that kind of thing. And I got to talking with a lot of the international folk, uh, people who are producing comics in the UK, producing comics in Australia. And the, the drawback is they're, they're making great comics, but the shipping is exorbitantly priced to uh, get a book from overseas to the U.S., that, that they can't sell, you know, and the U.S. is the largest comics buying market uh, outside of Japan, of course, but they're only buying manga there. Uh, they don't <laughs> want to um, so I, I had a solution in mind and I started to give it to them and then I realized, you know, no, I think I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on this one and do it myself, uh, which was how Critical Blast Logistics uh, came into being. It's our most recent company where we, we consult on crowdfunding. Uh, we'll we'll run a crowdfunder from top to bottom for folks who are in like Brazil where they can't access Indiegogo or Kickstarter because it's illegal um, in their country uh, for whatever reason. It's a banking law or something. They they're watching out for the money laundering, so you know we'll host it here. But yeah, that's awesome. That. Yeah, and 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 for the shipping, you know, we have uh, we're, we're drop shipping. We're having people um, work with us before they launch their campaign. We run all the numbers and tell them, here's what we can ship this for, this is what you should list it for, and you'll maximize your sales. And it's working. We've got, um, you know, Lee Byron Carver is doing The Company Men out of Australia, uh, and he went through our service. Uh, we worked out the shipping, and he's able to ship that book from Australia for $12 uh, instead of 28 So, you know, it's a, and, and nice. he's sold over 250 copies of it because of that. So we're just waiting for that shipment to arrive so we can start boxing it up and sending it domestically. He just sends them all here in one box, because it's a lot cheaper to send a hundred books in one box than it is to send a hundred books in a hundred boxes. Right. Yep, so, and we absolutely. just break it apart and redistribute it. Man, that's crazy. I didn't know you guys did all that. That that shows you how long it's been since I've kept up with Critical Blast. We're we're into everything. Uh, as soon as I find something else we can do, we'll do that. Uh, but right now, <laughs> I think we've got everything covered. Wow, that's. I think we should uh, move on to another uh, topic here. Then, um, I guess we could talk about, um, you know, kind of stuff that we would like to cover on our channel, versus you know, and what we could bring to the plate for Critical Blast. Yeah. And and so I was talking with Billy for uh, me and him have been kind of talking about it for a while, and uh, I know Billy's pretty much open to do reviews on pretty much anything that you can give him but um i know that normally how it would work you would send me stuff through email 
Uh, I don't know which email it was that you have, but I may no longer be using that email. That's probable. Um, but um, I know I've, that I've got a lot of col collaborators who are interested in doing review content and having it on Critical Blast. Well, we have a lot of things to review. I mean, gosh, if I'm just looking around the, uh, I say office, and <laughs> that's, that's a vainglorious term for this place I'm sitting in right now. Um, but if I look at things that I'm still going through to review for myself because I can't pawn them off, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the Blu-ray for Profile from uh, Warner Brothers. I've got uh, the two-movie collection of A Quiet Place, um, which is on Blu-ray. I've got the Indiana Jones four-movie collection on Blu-ray here that uh, I haven't even taken the shrink wrap off of this one yet. So, yeah, I, we, we get stuff. Um, and, you know, we, we get notices in email that it's coming uh, or that, you know, it's an offer, an opportunity. So what I would, you know, you know do with uh, people in, in the past who are on the team is I, I would forward the email and I said, who wants to do this? And then I would just have it shipped directly to them. And sometimes they still ship it to me and then I've got to forward it and it slows things down. But you know, it's, uh, it's, that's an option. Um, we get PDFs of comic books from, you know, independent publishers. We don't get the DC and Marvel stuff because uh, DC and Marvel don't like me too much. I tend to, um, I tend to criticize their work. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, we're, we're not let's, a Let's uh, be honest, skill. the independent stuff is where it's at anyway. Yeah, it, we're, we're not a shill media site um, where we're not, you know, like just pumping up, hey, the next Superman's coming out. It's going to be the greatest thing. You've got to get three copies of it. Um, and because of that, we, we, we don't get that stuff. Uh, we, we cover a lot of the Comicsgate movement, if you're familiar with that. And one of the first books I got to review from Comicsgate, I gave it like three stars. Uh, three and a half stars, possibly even, which is not bad out of five stars. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's better than, it's better than medium. Uh, and, and the guy didn't like the review, and, you know, he did his own, re he did his own rebuttal on video. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess Comicsgate videos are out of the question to review. And then, you know, the very next, uh, w within the week, somebody else, uh, Von Klaus, hit me up. He says, hey, I'm doing Monster MD. Would you like to uh, review the 22-page intro that I've got ready to go here? Uh, I'm like, well, I don't know if you know this happened. He's like, yeah, I know it happened. And that's why I want you to do it, because if you give it a good review, I'll know you mean it. So, so you know, we, we, we don't shill. We give good re we give honest reviews, and that way when we say something's honestly good, they know that uh, people trust us then that way. Right. It's better to have a, a non-biased uh, true review rather than feeling like the, the the big guys are dishing out money to, you know, support their brand. Yeah, and it's so real to easy to uh, you know, be be take take a light approach to something you're reviewing because you want the you want the spice to flow. The spice must continue to flow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, you you piss them off then you you're worried that well they're going to quit sending me stuff to review and and that happens. Um but, you know, not so much. I mean, you have to pretty much hate everything <laughs> before they shut you down. Right. So I guess, uh, Billy, um, since I got you here now, if, if you have any questions or things that you would like to let them know that you want to review, you can... This would be a great time for us to kind of, like, talk that out and get that going. I mean, I haven't thought about it too hard, but... Um, I don't know... I'm sure. I'm sure. Since you know this is coming from like a collaborator, Zach here, 
Uh, I do tend to focus heavily in just the area of gaming and that sort of thing. I keep up with all the news and I, uh, I'm always I'm always on the hunt for just something to cover. So, well, interestingly enough, we have a gaming section which is woefully under uh, underfilled. <laughs> I mean, Zach, when you put and, your first gaming video up there just a couple of weeks ago, I don't I don't know if you saw what they. Well, I guess they have been more recent because we we do get some uh, posts about you know online gaming. Um, we're talking about like uh, e casinos and stuff like that. We get a lot of those come in, but. But as far as, you know, original gaming content and reviews of games, it's been a long time since we've had one of those up there. I, yeah, I remember that uh, for a while there, I was. it seemed like I was the only one who was posting uh, gaming content when I was doing Game Jab, and I was looking through the gaming section again, I was like, ah, well, time to, time to get back to work. And I've also mentioned this out. to Zach as well. I wouldn't mind, you know, dipping my toes in other categories. I have... Decent. Uh, I have decent enough recording equipment. I have decent audio gear. Um, you know, if it if it's down to a physical product, and then that's oh, that's the other thing is uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it goes without saying just to kind of with the way I open that uh, mo- almost almost anything I do is going to be video content and video focused. That's kind of where yeah, I uh, nothing where wrong I've with had most. Email. Obviously, the website itself is is a you know, written word kind of thing, so we're we're looking for a lot of that. But uh, you know, Zach gets around that by you know doing the video, and then he takes the video and writes a paragraph about it, and then embeds the video underneath. Uh, yep. So we get the. Um, that's usually the. That's usually pretty easy to do because I mean, when you when you, especially when you're doing something like a review, you gotta you gotta make at least some kind of script to follow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can and that's why you know I write my reviews, but I've done a few um, video reviews. Most of my videos are interviews, uh, and and I don't nearly often enough. And I was I really should. Uh, I should I should follow up each interview by doing oh, what Zach's doing and just going out to the interview section of the website and saying here we are. Uh, whether it's you know interviewing a famous person or interviewing a, a first time struggling uh, indie guy just getting out there. It's definitely a lot easier doing it by video. That's for sure. It's <clears throat> you can uh. You can definitely use your use the editing tactics to uh, really spice it up if there's ever like a dead moment during uh, a review or an interview. Plus, it gives you more time to kind of like just focus on a script to because uh... like if I was sitting there doing everything by written review, the main thing I'm gonna be focusing on is like my spell check. I'm like, okay, here we go. I know there's gonna be grammar Nazis out there. I'm gonna have to really pay attention to everything here, and that's why I started just posting videos <laughs> rather than writing it out oh yeah you've got you've got to uh <laughs> you got to pay attention to the words I'll, i hate you know posting something and then i'll read it out the next day on something and all of a sudden reading it out i'm like oh god i smelled spelled that wrong there uh but then you know <laughs> on video i'm like saying things like i smelled that wrong there just now uh so you you can't edit that there's no fix <laughs> there's, there's no back right. no backspace to my mouth but um, yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what we can provide. Uh, the other thing I was wanting to get with you about is, um, like with the podcast, what we're doing now. Usually, we, we've the most we've done is we've had guests on. Like we've had we've had Billy on for talking about his channel and the collaboration. We've had um, uh, an OG Newgrounds slash YouTuber slash clay animator who uh, is one of my biggest inspirations. 
we had him on uh, episode three, and most times it's just uh, you know guests on our Discord um, that come on as a special guest and just come on. But what I would really like to do to kind of help out with the Critical Blast uh, through the podcast is if I could ever get with you guys to like maybe I don't know say if there's like a comic book artist that you guys want to interview or, uh, or or a game developer that's like trying to promote a new game or whatever. I'd love to be able to see if I can get them on the show and uh, post that up on Critical Blast. Yeah, well, I mean, you, know, you just tell me who you're interested in uh, having on, and then we'll we'll make the email connections. That's that's how I got into this. I mean, I was doing I was invited to write reviews and post up some old interviews for thetrades.com, and this is going back to like 2002, um, possibly even before that. Yeah, early early 2000s. And because they found out I had some interviews that I'd done for yet another site where I got paid and the site went under. Um, and I, you know, I owned the interviews. And they're like, well, would you mind publishing them here? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'd rather they live somewhere. Um, and then I had access to the site. So they're like, yeah, do, do, do movie reviews, do television reviews. I would do movie reviews. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the bigger movie review sites don't pay for their movies, which was what everybody was doing. They were they were just going to the theater on their own and then coming home and writing a review up on them. I'm like, I think there's a way around this. Uh, and he's like, well, if you can find out how to do it, go go for it. I just started making phone calls. And it's amazing, you know, once you start just asking, uh, you start getting. Um, I, yeah. I told them, you know, who, who the site was. I could hear them on the phone. Tatty, 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 tatty. Like, oh, yeah, it's right, it's, it's, it's right there. Uh, and before I knew it... Um, you know, I was I was in contact with the Little Rock uh, promoters for movies, so I was getting uh, passes to you know go down to the rave or wherever wherever the movies were showing, usually at the rave. Um, and then I would you know see the movie two passes, see the movies for free, uh, come home, write it up. Uh, I was like, well, this is working out swell. Uh, what about DVDs? So I started contacting Fox and Universal, and they you know put me in touch with you know their press agents. Um, Wow, this is fun. I like to read. What about books? Um, <laughs> got in touch with Simon and Schuster. Got in touch with Scholastic. Started getting you know early releases of, uh, of books that were coming out. Like you know this book will be coming out in October. I'm like it's July, um, and and then of course I get a box from Scholastic that says do not open until you know <laughs> this date. I'm like ooh, I wonder if they really mean that. I opened it. I opened it and I lifted the lid, and it was uh, Harry Potter book three. Uh, I was like, Ooh. "Oh, they really mean that one." Even I can kind of attest to that too. I, uh, I have like my my YouTube channel is super tiny, and my Twitch channel is even tinier. And also, I don't really not also pretty inactive now. But even despite that, like I've had uh, like small indie developers like midstream be like hey you want to be a part of my mailing like our mailing list uh for future stuff we develop and i was like oh yeah sure um yeah and yeah like right now me and uh zach here have been kind of just going through a catalog of games i received from various developers to uh to just cover the game in any which way yeah, most most of my game coverage has been um not about the games themselves, but sometimes about the players or, or the, the developers. Because uh, we, we get into, you know, 
if it's news coverage and everyone's talking about it, then yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it some way, shape, or form. Sometimes it's in the way of an opinion. Uh, rather than in actual news, which is fine as long as we're not defaming anybody, you can you can do that. Uh, but we do need you know people to cover the uh, talk with the developers, find out about what's going on in games. Uh, there's so much going on right now with you know games being changed, um, games being um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not oh, really about. I, I've yeah, honestly ahead. been looking for an excuse to just you know, sit down and just share my thoughts about so many gaming-related topics and, I guess, internet-related topics in general. I, I'm a big nerd. Yeah, so so what do you think about things like they did with uh, with The Last of Us, where, you know, they, they, they first of all, you know, desexualized the female character and then showed her having sex? Oh, I, I think that whole... I think that's that's just kind of like the cherry on top. I feel like The Last of Us Two had so much more, uh, so many more issues than just that. I feel like a lot of people, um, like when the before the game was was out, the whole plot got released online and leaked. Yeah, and it it upset people because they they had invested so much in the last of us part 1 and they were hoping for the last of us part 2 to have a like a like you know to be as strong have a as strong of a narrative as the previous game and just didn't happen and you could tell by a lot of the like the whole desexualization and um it, it it just came off as insincere pandering to a lot of the fans, and I feel like that was kind of that was a that was a real betrayal for them. Yeah, it, it's 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 in it's in video games, it's in comic books, uh, it's in films. It's it, it, this it's this pandering to a group of people who present themselves as fans that don't buy the product. It's it's <laughs> honestly it's it's I think it's just a matter of overly relying on focus testing. Yeah, they yeah, they they kind of just like polish it until there's nothing left, and then they release it to everyone, and everyone is just so like lukewarm about it because it's got no personality anymore. Yeah, and there's this whole you know concern about thing things going woke. I think is the word that you know obviously people are using for it now, um, and and that that just doesn't sell. I mean. Comic books especially, uh, and I know video games are doing the same thing, it's like they chase a new audience. I, I don't think businesses know how to chase a new audience without leaving their old audience behind. Uh, I think it's you know, I think it's honestly a lot of panicking because yeah, yeah. you see this, like you, you, they have like this long stretch of stagnation. They're like, we got to do something. And they basically betray the audience that they've spent years building up because it's not it's not keeping them afloat but they instead of trying to find a way to introduce new people into their old audience they completely turn a blind eye to their old audience and they try to find the new shiny audience now yes i think that's which, the source yeah. of a lot of problems in entertainment right now and and that audience just really isn't there um at least not in quantities enough to replace and supersede the audience they had. Yeah. Yep. Or they or they don't realize it until it's too late, but then they start competing with other 
other types of content too. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, the, the gaming content we've got, I, I want somebody who, who knows what's going on in the industry uh, to a greater degree than I do. I think the last gaming article I wrote, uh, as far as you know, being a news, news opportunity, was an opinion piece on the uh, suicide of Alex Haloka, um, for which I basically blamed Zoe Quinn uh, because she was, you know, doing online bullying of him. Uh, so you know, that's that's not exactly gaming news, but it was pop culture news. I I don't mind if somebody wants to write that kind of stuff, um, but I need somebody who says, "Hey, Square Enix is coming out with this, and you know, it's it's going to it's going to run really cool on this server because it's got this kind of technology on it." And I'm like. I have no idea what you're talking about, but gamers do. <laughs> um. Oh, when it comes to when it comes to you know talking like like gamer geek, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, I mean, I, I got I got left behind in the days of it runs on the Quake engine, uh, so <laughs> that tells you, you how know, old I am with games. Speaking of uh, gaming news, has Critical Blast covered? I, I don't think y'all have. Have y'all covered? Um... The new, the new world. I guarantee you, we haven't. Oh man, I would do it, but I don't. Think my PC can handle it. Billy, I could <laughs> do it, and I kind of want to. You should do oh. it. You'll be the first one. <laughs> there, there's actually, I, I could, I could honestly give you uh, a list, like a, probably a comp, a comprehensive list of every game I would like to cover in the month of August. Like that's that's how how like in anticipation of things I am. If it's, you do uh, it, I'll uh, I'll definitely help put it together and edit it for you. Like make sure it's a team. Yeah, I should also here. preface like a lot of my uh, my productivity relies on uh, this guy over here to do the editing for my videos. Uh, <laughs> I'm lazy well, as I'll get out. Do Do you have the game? Or are you getting the game? Um, I don't, and I wasn't, but I mean. That's the thing, like, uh, if I have a reason to do something, then uh, I'm going to lean heavy into it. I've been, I've been kind of like, I guess, a spectator when it comes to something like New World, because it's one of those things where it's like, if I'm just playing it for fun, I can't justify the purchase. Sure. Right? Yeah, I, I get that. But the reason I ask is because, here, here's the thing, we can we can reach out and try to get uh, you know review copies of these kind of things and have them sent out early. Uh, not really not like beta testing, but more like you know yeah literal no, reviews. But it's easier if we have content already out there of yeah. recent things, uh, which yeah. which was sort of what kind of blew us in the past, Zach. When I was like, hey, we got game coverage. Look, they're doing Mario. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I 100% agree because, like, for me, I uh, I'm not the I'm not the wealthiest person. I'll, I'll say that right now. Yeah, um, cost so much. It's uh, it yeah. Uh, trying to review the most current games is a pretty expensive hobby if you're not big enough to to get noticed. I guess. Yeah. So for me, it's 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 kind of a battle of like finding content that is just within my price range that will actually like, you know, you know, get, get a little bit of, uh, people noticing my content out there. Yeah. That, that's definitely a struggle. It is. It, it really is. But I'll tell uh, you the one thing, 
Oh, uh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say real quick, the one thing that was really neat um, when we were doing Game Jab, um, RJ asked me to to put together a uh, top 10 video game countdown for uh, Critical Blast. And it right. was when we were doing the bombshell thing. And... Um, you know, it was we were t- we were do they did a poll and had people vote for what was their favorite game of that year, and I believe it was uh, which I don't remember which Final Fantasy game it was that year that uh, was number I don't one. That was Square Enix. Yeah, and we we put it out there, and then Square Enix like they noticed it, they shouted us out, and then they sent us a free copy of the game, which. I thought it was really cool. I was like, wow, this is really awesome. Like they just gave us a free game to, to play on the channel and to review, you know, in depth about it. And I don't think we really did that very well justice back then, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, that, that's, that's the other thing I liked about, you know, whenever we were doing stuff like that, it was like, even if you didn't have the game and you did like a top 10 and like the publisher notices it, I mean, that, that just shows right there that they'd be like, Hey, you know, we appreciate you, you know, covering it and for the for the prize and here's a free game here's a free copy for you yeah well we sent them a trophy you know because we, we now we've moved on to metals i've got um they're, they're, they look nicer they ship cheaper and they're created cheaper um so there's not like glass that can shatter on the way through the mailboxes but yeah we took the games off of our best of um you know best of for every year because I just wasn't on top of the, the system anymore, and I just didn't know what was going on in games. I didn't have anybody to c- compile a list of you know what we should nominate as the best to let them vote on. Now, we still do the bombshell. In fact, that reminds me, I've got to get uh, August's bombshell article edited today, <laughs> so it's ready to publish tomorrow, uh, which, which is our cosplay feature. Uh, every, every month we have a different uh, cosplayer featured on our bombshell of the month. And then at the end of every year, when we're doing the you know the best movie the best book the best comic um we take all 12 of the bombshell of the months we throw them out there and say okay who's the bombshell of the year uh and that's uh you know that's that's again another trophy and and yeah we you you did the editing on the um you know the, our bombshell of the year that year did a video acceptance uh, of the trophy which i think was the first one to do that uh yeah she uh and, and, it was a harry potter cosplay wasn't it yeah, yeah, it was, and you you kind of added some special effects to it that uh, I I didn't realize you had done that. I thought you'd like cleaned up the sound because it was like just a a mess to hear, and I, so I didn't watch it. And then I was like, oh, she did a pretty good job on this. I didn't realize it was all you at the time. <laughs> yep, that was all me. Until she came out and said, "Wow, you really made that look good." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she was happy with it. That was uh, that was kind of fun working on someone else's video other than my own. It it's nice to branch out and test out your your skills and we still uh you know we, we still have uh the it, it, it began a tradition so they almost all the bombshells now except for one and it was a covid year um they've uh taken to uh, doing the video acceptance thing in fact we uh we even had one come live stream the last one came and did a live stream interview uh to accept it so that was that was easy oh, that was easy cool. no editing there <laughs> yeah really that's cool but uh yeah, we would love to get the game section started back up again on Critical Blast, and uh, I'll get with with uh, Billy and the rest of the team, and we'll uh, since we're more you know focused into the the gaming world, we could definitely help get that up and running again, and uh, 
you know, it, it's not going to be like in game jab days. It's I had a much smaller team. Basically, everybody just showed up and burped in front of the mic for a bit, and then I just did everything else. But I've got a I've got a much that. bigger team. <laughs> yeah, I've got well, a much bigger team of better people. Well, here's the here's the one thing that I, I do need to stress. I know we've talked a lot about you know it's easy to do video reviews and stuff like that. Uh, we need written material. Even if you're doing a video review, uh, we need you know written material. Uh, three to five paragraphs, uh, you know, is is decent enough. Because here's here's the thing, you know, if you sit there and you do a video review of a title, and you know, if you don't have a uh, hundred thousand people following you on your video game channel, and you say this game, you know, it, it's got really tight movement. Uh, it's you know the the graphics are visually stunning. This is you know probably the most fun game I played this year. None of that gets picked up by Google. Right. Written words get picked up by Google. So if you are typing that stuff to describe the game when you're reviewing it, uh, and just you know going through the you know tell a little bit about the playability, tell a little bit about the graphics, um, you know however you want to break it down, and then show the video uh, on top of that as an afterthought or, or as a supplemental. That's great because now Google can read uh, the the article and it gets picked up and it becomes a news story. We, we get trolled by Google News. Trolled? No, we get pulled by Google News. Uh, sometimes they troll us over our ads. Um, Actually, um, this brings up an interesting topic that uh, I think is worth bringing up at this point because, yeah. um, as you know, me and Zach are uh, are primarily video creators. Um, I'm not sure how much you've been keeping up on YouTube itself, but uh, these days, um, like, I'm already trying this myself, but YouTube, the way their, the way their search algorithm works is so in-depth now that YouTube actually knows what you're saying for the most part oh yeah with with certain accuracy it also can pick up on any text in the background or foreground of your uh your video and this is actually weighing heavier and heavier on youtube search each month yeah i mean they can they they can definitely um translate the the audio into text and that helps the youtube search uh, it doesn't get shown up on the Google, on the, you know, yeah. you go to Google and there's a news section. Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, yeah. For a website, that's a lot less useful. I just thought it was a, it's an interesting topic because it's just like, oh yeah, because it's kind of amazing YouTube, that, sorry, yeah, what was that? Yeah, if you, if you search on YouTube for something, like, you know, like, you know, how to peel an onion and you <laughs> you 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 know, you start, you start a video about making hamburger and you're like, while we're doing this, let me show you how to peel an onion. Well, YouTube yeah. picks up the the audio on that, and you know we're indexed. We're we're good to go with how to peel an onion. Um, it's just so it's so interesting how how indexing has gotten so elaborate for video content on the internet. Yeah, and well, I guess know, and it's all automated, and there it's it's so real time uh, that you know they will shut you down in the middle of the stream. Oh yeah, like they'll, they'll they straight up will uh, will will copyright strike you before your video is even upload finished uploading yeah i mean yep. uh i know people who would like you know they'd, they'd play music uh just to see how long it would take like 30 seconds and then uh we're using like Streamyard, and they'd be like you know okay we, we've cut your stream we'll restart it as soon as you stop using this copyrighted material um and i was like there's no way that youtube's got an army of watchers out there for every chance like, oh, turn them off okay turn them back on it, it's it's automated and it's 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 Skynet, <laughs> that kind of a level. Anyway, I, I kind of, I kind of got us a little off topic here. 
I guess what we could do is for like uh, whenever we do actually like record the uh, or submit it onto YouTube to kind of help that out. Like if it's something that we're going to be posting on Critical Blast to kind of help with Critical Blast is I guess whoever w and we can put like any collaborator or you know I can I can collaborate with others and we can work on the description for it and it can be in the description or we can just get together and just put it in the actual article of Critical Blast. That way, whatever's on YouTube stays in its YouTube format in the description, and then whatever is on Critical Blast has its own unique uh, written out uh, Yeah, the description bio. part doesn't make it over to uh, Critical Blast when you embed. So yeah, we definitely need uh, written text, just, just like you've been doing. Uh, you'll notice that I've been moving your stuff around a little bit. Because uh, you, yeah. you put, like, put in the video and then you put the text. Like, well, here's the thing. We put a graphic uh, in, in the system and it resides at the top left of an article. Uh, if you put a video first thing, it's not gonna fit uh, next to that graphic as it starts to wrap around it. So it's just gonna go white space, white space, white space. It passed the graphic, now we'll put the video up and then the text follows. So I'm like, well, I'll just put the text first and it'll wrap around and then it's a more nice, concise fit um, to the article space. Gotcha, okay. I'll try to keep that in mind the next time I uh, post, a, post a video up. It's been a while since, like, that's like my second post I've made in almost a year now. And so oh, yeah. I had it I had it down to a T for quite a while. I guess I can always go back and look at my previous post that I made and kind of see, like, how I did it before. But it, it, I was like, I think this is how I did it. I'm sure uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, just, you know, don't, don't um, the, the thing I would say is don't talk about the video. Don't, don't write about what the video is. Write about what the product is or what the game is. Gotcha. Uh, and then, you know, then just say, here's our, you know, for more information, here's our video review. For more in-depth analysis, watch us play the game. Um, and then, you know, embed the video. Gotcha. Okay. And then, and then the, you know, link, links to the channel and all the, you know, attenuated, um, you know, subscribe and, you know, share and all that stuff. That comes in the description of the video. That, that doesn't go in the article. I should mention this. I uh, I do a lot with uh, search engine optimization on my own time as well, so uh, I do understand a lot of uh, the uh, you know <laughs> the, the requirements for. Hmm? Is search optimization a real thing anymore? Because I get I get a ton of offers <laughs> from 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 where I say, "Hi, we have found your website and it is very interesting. However, we notice you have many problems with your search optimization." I'm like. Really? <laughs> oh, just just ignore those people. I know. They're just uh, they're just fishing for whatever they can get, which is um, money. And yeah, it's it's always money. Um, but you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not here to make you an offer or anything. But uh, one thing I was gonna say is uh, I've uh, I've done a lot of research in, in designing like YouTube videos specifically to kick the search engine optimization into into gear. And it's it's actually like with with YouTube videos, it's super easy. And I assume that with a direct kind of like carbon copy paste onto a uh, a text based website would probably have the same a very very similar outcome. Yeah, it, it might. I have no idea. I mean, I I look at the uh, YouTube stats for us. It took me two years to get four, uh, to, you know, to get 1500 subscribers. And it was like forever to get the 4,000 watch hours within a 12 month period. Uh, I have no idea how we achieved that finally. 
Uh, and, and I'll go look at the analytics now for Google. I'm like, yep, yep, okay, I see that. I have no idea what that means. Uh, I don't know how to make anything. <laughs> don't know how to make anything better. Uh, oh, look, we you know had more watchers on this day. That's great. I can't you know repeat that what I did on that day because you know, that was a special guest. Or I have noticed we have <laughs> a, a peak every two weeks, and it's always on a Sunday. Uh, and I was like, what am I doing on Sunday? Every other Sunday. Well, Sunday night we have, you know, just a standard interview with somebody. And then Sunday afternoon, I do a Lego build, a Lego build stream uh, with, with an overhead camera. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I, I get a small Lego set and I start putting it together. Like, people are tuning in to watch me put together Lego. <laughs> okay, we'll continue doing that then. How can you not like Legos? I mean, come on. Yeah, I got to get a, a good... Um, I got to get another webcam, and I, I know there's a lot of webcams out at, you know, I, I look at Walmart and I look on Amazon, and they've all got this little, like, cantilever thing where it sits on top of your uh, monitor or your, your laptop lid. It's like, I want one that's just like an iPhone, because I've got this, this armature clamped to the back of my desk that's made to hold an iPhone. It's got the little, you know, open me up both directions here, and what I do is I, I start up a StreamYard, and then I invite myself to my own StreamYard. So I host it on my laptop, I join it on my phone as a secondary guest, and then I slip the phone into there and I aim it down at the desk. Um, so it's like right on top of the work area. And you know, I just, you know, video myself doing the Legos. Thing is, it's an iPhone and not really just a webcam. Uh, and, and, and what that means is that iPhone, iPhone and Apple products don't play well with StreamYard or streaming in general. Uh, and I think it's more a matter of uh, Safari doesn't really like StreamYard that much. So I may go fine for a while, or I may go for 45 minutes and the phone get too hot and just log off, uh, leave, leave the stream, uh, which is no good, you know, if you're relying on it to show the product. So, you know, now I, now I, when I turn it on, I make sure that, you know, my fan is blowing directly at the phone, uh, keep it cool. But, you know, we've had guests. We had Bill, Bill Willingham, who did Fables uh, on our show a couple of weeks back and he couldn't stay on for more than 10 minutes because his his apple product kept logging him off damn you apple damn damn you apple <laughs> <laughs> go ahead billy jump in this come on let's go come on damn you apple <laughs> yeah apple uh I, I i don't have a very good experience with apple either i don't either i I remember the first year doing a Let's Play channel with an Apple computer, and that was a nightmare. Uh, and then, like, what I hate about Apple is, like, you could... Renting a license or anything that's Apple-related, like, they're very specific on what you can and cannot put on their, on their computer. And, yeah. like, uh, I had a buddy who used... Um, he used Final Cut, a, a version of Final Cut that he really liked, and then Apple basically forced him, said, you cannot use this anymore unless you upgrade to the latest version of Final Cut. And he, you know, he he's paying for it, but yet they completely blocked the, 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 the software now, so he cannot open up Final Cut and use the version that he's most comfortable with. Oh. It's just, yeah, well, that's like Windows, you know, upgrading, you know, things. To, okay, nothing is going to work on Windows 7 anymore. You need Windows 10. <laughs> and, and, oh, by the way, you know, 
nothing's going to work in Windows 10 the way it used to. You get, get used to a whole new user interface. I, I feel I like use... I feel like Macs are the type of thing for people who passed digital art but failed computer science. Yes, <laughs> that's a good I remember way I had, of putting uh, it. I had Windows, whatever came out before Vista. Um, XP. I got, yeah, I had I had XP, and and it might have been Vista as well. But I had um, Windows, you know, Movie Maker, Movie Maker, uh, and and Movie Maker had this, you know, you could put an um, an add-on to it that did a green screen, which you know was was kind of cool because Windows, you know, Movie Maker was a lot was uh, was free. So you know, I had you could you put up a green screen and then you could use it in the traditional green screen format. Well, then you know, either either Vista came out or Seven came out, whatever was the next version. And you pull up Windows Movie Maker and it's like, you know, where where do you add the green screen option? Oh, we took that away. It's like so you made it better by giving it less uh, flexibility. Yeah. Uh, oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> How do I do green screen now? You don't. You don't. We, <laughs> you don't. You, you buy another product that, that will do that. Yeah. It's uh. So now I'm I'm very happy with you know Streamyard because I can do green screen. I just can't do green screen because I don't have enough light in this room to do it. I've got a green screen. I've tried it. It works great for the first twenty minutes, and then as the sun goes down and it gets dark, my lamp is not enough. So I start pixelating and sparkling, and suddenly there's this big green screen behind me. <laughs> oh, lighting is always always something. I. I if I took a picture of my living room right now, which is kind of converted into an office, you'd see tripods with lights everywhere. You'd see a lamp. Uh, yeah. I have I have a VR set up in here right now, and that that involves more tripods. And the funny thing is, is I have a professional lighting kit that I bought like two years ago, and uh, I wasn't doing videos two years ago, but my uh, you know one of the writers was. And I was like, well, here, I'm just going to have this shipped to you, and then you can use this and, you know, get better videos out. And he still got it, uh, but he hasn't been doing any writing or videos. I'm like, I'm going to ask you to send that back. And he's, he said, yeah, no problem. Tell me where to ship it. Like, but right now I have like two inches between my desk and the wall, which is where I would have to put these lights. So I've got no space to put them. Uh, <laughs> that's. I'll tell that, you uh... A really good lighting kit that you can get as like a temporary setup until you get a bigger space is um have you checked out those ring lights i, I you talking about the bigger ones i hope because i've got one here that's about the size of a campbell's soup can no no uh, no no. yeah definitely the bigger ones the, these are cool because you can mount them on your tripod and then mount your camera in between the the, the ring light i've got two of them one for my webcam and one for my my uh, camera, my Canon that I use for uh, animating, and holy crap, like that made a world of difference. I I bought that in a an, a really thin LED lamp that's like it takes up hardly any space at all. And uh, I might I might try to find a thin lamp, but uh, you have to understand my camera is my laptop. <laughs> gotcha. I, the, the, like I said, that that's my main one, and then the other camera I've got is my iPhone. Well, they they do come with a really small st uh they they come with a very uh small tripod stand as well. They're very they don't take up a whole lot of space, or you can even just kind of like they're so thin you can actually prop them up against something and it'll work out just fine. And it's got all it's got like three different light settings. And uh, I think it would I think it would be pretty good 
um, some time to just you know have a have a have a conversation about hardware with you when we're not doing a <laughs> doing a show. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. I probably I got a little I like off. The ring lights. Go ahead. I was gonna say I probably got a little uh, off there, but uh, I could talk about that all day. Well, ring lights. I mean, are nice if you want, flat, so. if you want someone to review hardware for uh, recording hardware for Critical Blast, like I'm your guy. I could, I could <laughs> easily use more hardware. Well, well, here's the thing: if you've looked at the front page of uh, Critical Blast, uh, I need a Drupal programmer. Uh, I just haven't been able to afford to hire a contractor because. We have 15 categories and not only nine of only, well, we have a lot more categories than what show up on the front page uh, because I can't get the front page uh, code to show the rest of those categories. It needs to be edited by a professional and I'm not a Drupal guy. Uh, 30 years in IT, but I don't do Drupal um, or CSS or anything like that. Oh, is this like your, uh, the, uh, what you're using for like your web host, like what you're doing to put it yeah. the site together? Yeah. Gotcha. But, but technology is one of the categories that we do cover. Uh, and if you look in the music section, you will find that Dennis Russo has done a number of reviews on things like turntables and you know, phonograph needles. Just an entire article dedicated to a phonograph needle with a, with a, with a, with a, with a I forget what kind of wood it was, but it was just, because and, and, he's, he is, uh, he, he's a music head. Um, He's uh, very, very deep into the sound quality that phonographs can produce. Uh, his stereo equipment is worth maybe $30,000. I don't know. It's, 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 it's an extremely expensive and delicate set. Uh, so he does a lot of the vinyl music reviews, uh, but he also does a lot of the equipment reviews because he'll get his hands on it from you know his buddy who runs a store. And his friends say, hey, why don't you take this out and give it a spin? Um, so yeah. Hardware is definitely something that is up for uh, commentary. If it can be reviewed, I think the only thing we don't have a space to review is food. Because, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to get around town and visit the three good restaurants that are here, and then what? Yeah, exactly. I think the one, I've already mentioned this to Zach, I think the one thing I will never want to review is novels. We have a section for that, but nobody has to do that. <laughs> it takes a long time to read a book. That's exactly it. And, uh, I guarantee you, I get I get like a chapter in and probably be like, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, I know. Been there, done that. Especially if you know, like you're you're reviewing it, and it's like, oh, this is really bad. Oh, you have to read this. and take notes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> like like this is this is a horrible book. I don't want to read this book, but you know, I'm reviewing it so I have to go through to the end now just to find out how bad it really is. <laughs> I have a crude uh, way of it, like proclaiming uh doing something I don't want to do. And uh it really comes down to me looking at whatever it is and being like I'm going to have to suck this thing, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> 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 That or you could take the, uh, the the easy way out and do a like an audiobook or whatever if it has an audiobook version. It's always an option. But even then, I'll still get tired. Uh, like I get I get so tired, even within the first chapter of reading, I start falling asleep. I'm like, well, this ain't gonna happen. Yeah, get 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 the Kindle version and then let your computer read it to you. Turn on the uh, text to speech options. Yeah. 
Well, uh, this has been a, a good episode. I'm glad we had you on to uh, talk about Critical Blast and... You know, I'm I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this in the future for you know the YouTube and the podcast and for Critical Blast and just I know that my you know Billy and the other collaborators they're extremely excited to uh, you know see what they can throw in you know throw in and um, I mean I was actually really excited that I could uh, could pop in here during the the actual show. <laughs> Man, you can ask Zach. I never show up for these. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He's only, he only showed up for one episode, and that was that was uh, episode ten. But uh, that was the one I was actually meant to be in. <laughs> no, I'm glad you made it too, man. Like I, I was, I was hoping you would show up because I know Charles is out of town and he's uh, he's not going to be able to be available for a while. But um. I'm glad you showed up. I'm glad we were able to get some uh, good discussion out on this episode. Yeah, this is definitely like a topic that I've been really excited about the last couple of days we've been talking about it. Same. Well, you know, just, just, to, just to reiterate, if it's entertainment and you have some opinion about it, we have a place to put it. Oh, we, we, got, we got things to talk about. We'll, we'll be putting it up, that's for sure. Uh, I should... <laughs> You, you don't want to test me on that, especially with the content uh, I've been talking to Zach about the last oh. little while here. Oh my god, we, oh my we, god. We, uh, we, we will not censor your opinion, we will not tell you it's not the opinion you can have. I have lost writers on the staff I, because of I will my guarantee opinion. you that if there is any part of my content you will want to censor, it isn't the opinion. Oh well, now language is another thing. <laughs> Uh, we, 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 we do try to be journalism, you know, so, you know, if you wouldn't see it in your in your uh, paper, uh, if, if it's a word that would not see print in your paper, we'd prefer not to use it. But sometimes, you know, if you're quoting somebody accurately, you've got to do that, too. Um, uh, uh, like Frances McDormand did her Oscar speech and said, you know, we need to have, you know, uh, writers in our contracts for, you know, uh, making sure that we have representation. And I put out an article like this is why this is a really bad idea. And I lost every female writer on the staff. Mm. And I and like one of them wrote this really impassioned, moving email. I'm like, I don't take people's things down. I would really like it if you would take this, make it less of an email, and turn it into an article and publish it as a counterpoint because we want to cover both sides of things. But yeah, I'm 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 honestly in favor of if someone says something that other people don't like then that 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 is the reason it should be talked about instead of the reason it should be quieted down yeah yeah we had we had that happen this week in comics too with frank miller um you know just just google frank miller and thought bubble you'll find out the whole story on that one uh we talked about that tonight on the lcs guys show among with other things well, I guess that's uh, something for everybody to look to. Go to criticalblast.com, go to their YouTube channel. Um, they do live streams. I actually caught one of their unboxing live streams not too long ago. Uh, so when you get done listening to this episode, check out Critical Blast. I mean, there's just about everything for anyone out there. It's, if you're a nerd like us, you're going to have a heyday with this website. No joke. But... Um, I want to thank you guys for showing up on the podcast. Thank you so much for showing up. And um, I, I hope we can do this again. This was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And Billy, thank you so much for joining as well. 
Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me in. Oh, no problem. Until next time, everybody, ask yourself this. What's good, baby? Hey, thanks for listening to the show. What's Good Baby can be heard on Anger FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at our website at ObscuredCartoons.com. Become a member on our Discord and join the fun and stay in touch with our community. Join the show as a special guest through the Discord and be heard. All links are provided in the description down below and on our website. Until next time, what's good, baby?